So many different people to be That it's strange So strange You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch Must be the season of the witch. Must be the season of the Okay, so with that, hi, and welcome back to the Hive Studio Hotel. Always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Harsey. Oh, hi, I'm back. Chewy Darso. Ahoy, hoy. Special guests today are Samantha Garrison. Hello. And Hunter Johnson. What up? Uh, Ryan cannot be with us today. He tragically died at sea while looking for the lost city of Atlantis in the Bermuda Triangle. Sorry, Ryan, you will be missed. Oh, it happens no, every time. Every time. even think that was the appropriate place uh, to I'm not, He was clearly in the wrong area of sea. He just does not understand yeah. currents. <laughs> two words. And that's I, s- I smell a conspiracy. Two words. Yeah. Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly we've seen a trident in the lower Indian Ocean, okay? Yeah, and nope, Bermuda Triangle, and then he had to go and die. So yeah. thanks a lot, Ryan. A, a trident, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so really quick before we get started, where have you been doing? Uh, Sam, why don't you go first? Where can people find you online? I am on Twitter and Instagram at SamJane613. Is this where I also talk about the column? Oh, uh, column, podcast. Okay, cool. I, I do a podcast called Superhero Sampler with Elliot Campos. It comes out every Friday morning. And then every Thursday, you can read my column via the chick flick at filmtakeout.com. Cool. Ooh, you're gonna have to give me your Twitter again at some point. I'm gonna follow you. Sweet. <laughs> you're gonna follow during the episode and yep. we'll feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter, how about you? Um, I'm on uh, the socials at LA Horrorcom. Uh, you can check out uh, LAHorror.com for updates on projects that I'm working on. And uh, yeah, yeah. Got a movie to Jennifer coming out in August. Where are people going to be able to find that movie? Um, it'll be on pay per view, streaming services, and DVD in September. So, cool. Yeah, Do you yeah. want to pitch the movie at all, or you want people to just go out and find that? Uh, just, just check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's nasty. Yeah, I, the trailer's online, right? Yeah, the trailer's online. Okay. Uh, you can find basically all the info that's available on it uh, at lahorror.com. Cool. Uh, all right, then we'll move into where have you been doing. Uh, I will go first because, uh, like I said earlier, Ryan tragically died at sea. I will take up the mantle of talking about comics. Uh, I've been reading DC Rebirth like a madman, like anything that has the DC Rebirth uh, masthead on it, I've been reading. Uh, and the one that I'll talk about this week, because everyone's talking about The Flash, which was very good, uh, I'll talk about Aquaman, because Aquaman never gets any love, mostly because he doesn't he deserve it. Speedos. Yeah, he does, but he's been kind of lame for a long time, and that's fine. Um, but this book was actually, I ended up really, really liking it. Like, it was actually, it was really well written. It did a good job talking about his relationship with um, Mira and really what the world of both DC and what the world outside of DC thinks of Aquaman. And if you're into comics in any way, I highly recommend picking it up. Actually pick up any and all of the DC Rebirth right now. The only one that was kind of meh was Batman, which is which was too big, very, very really hard to say. I know. I, that's like I was saving that one for last, and then I read it I'm like, oh. But Detective Comics was great. It did not keep but, you on the toilet. No, it did not. You got off real quick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a full toilet read. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good review system for comics. Yeah. <laughs> How long that's were awesome. you on the toilet? How much of a toilet read was it? <laughs> Did I finish the book on the toilet? That uh, was a good read because that means I wasn't doing the business the whole time. <laughs> business was completed, but I had to keep reading. <laughs> Batman did not keep me on the toilet. 
the grossest review system of all time. <laughs> and, uh, and now our future review system. Yeah, totally. On. Did it keep you on the toilet? It kept me on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Uh, for my where I've been doing, I did it last night. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and next person. Um, saw The Conjuring 2. And really enjoyed it. Loved it. Uh, not quite as good as the first Conjuring, in my opinion. I know Hunter disagrees, but... What's well, because he just didn't like the first one at all. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He didn't agree with me on the first one. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, but for like what I enjoy in horror, like these movies are where it's at, essentially. Like They have really good characters in intense situations. And I think what really carries me through it is just I really love... Um, I forgot their last name now. The Warrens? The Warrens. I just love... I love their love. <laughs> they're kind of like they're like this romance in these horror film situations, and it's beautifully done. Well, I mean, it's mostly it's Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera uh, Farmiga. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm going with that one. Okay, nice. <laughs> but their their chemistry together. Their chemistry is, is fantastic. I mean, I love Patrick Wilson in just about everything yeah. he does. Uh, in this film, it had a couple more like hokey moments than the first one did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely, like, I think that's one of the reasons why I was so dead tired last night is it was definitely tense. Like, I definitely had adrenaline while watching it. Uh, and I also had to call out some dick bad teenager who kept texting You're whenever the Lord's oh, work. Dude, yeah. yeah. He started texting during the climax of the film and I just about smacked him across the face. I, I will say this, not in defense of him, but to explain what he was doing. He was a bit of a puss and these movies are scary. Every time something scary happened on the screen, he pulled out his phone. And I didn't. So it was his way of not looking at the screen, but by doing that, he annoyed the fuck out of us. Like I was sitting next to a couple where every time something scary happened, the girl was like, and he, the guy was like, shut up, it's fine, we're gonna watch the movie. And that one I could excuse because she's just like, hold me, and he's like, all right. Uh, (laughs) It was a kind of a murmury crowd, but it's true. There was a lot of tense moments, so that people had to have some levity, I guess. I kind of like that in horror movies. I like that crap. If you're the type of person that has to have levity by looking at your phone, just watch horror films at home. Don't do it at a theater. It's a dick move. Yeah. Turn the phone off. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Next. Uh, Okay, so I'm I'm like trying to catch up with all my uh, movie goingness, but I just watched Deadpool for the first time uh, last night. Better late than never. Yeah, better late than never. <laughs> totally, totally. But uh, I, I, maybe it was overhyped for me, but um, I appreciated it, and I appreciated that it took the superhero genre to a new direction. But I don't know, it just didn't didn't quite do it for me. And I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Um, but maybe maybe it was just maybe I saw it. It could have been hyped up for hype. you too yeah, much. I, I could see. I had you, that towards Napoleon Dynamite, but by the time I saw it, I was just like, Oof, "Did you really at least like Baby Hand?" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was, it was enjoyable. It was it was fun, but I, I don't know. I, maybe the, you know, honestly, I was missing some more of the classic superhero action that I thought it was yeah. lacking. Um, you know, I, I understand they took it in a totally different uh, direction, but. I kind of wanted some more badass fight scenes, well, it and it was, seemed like the action was pretty contained. I think it was that, and it was that they really wanted to make it look like a full-budgeted superhero film without having the full budget of a superhero film. Oh, that's I, a really I really, really appreciated that he made fun of it when yeah. when she when you started the actual like superhero fight, and he jumps down and be like, you know, those are that's really bad for your knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do the superhero pose. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was quality. I like Ryan Reynolds. He's and just when we do the podcast uh, on this movie, not next um, week, the week after that. Yeah, I'm trying to find the masturbation unicorn for a reasonable price. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, John, where have you been doing? Uh, so we took my daughter Karina to see a movie for the first time. How'd that go? It went really well. Yes. Nice. We uh, wanted to go to a movie that we weren't too invested in and one that if she were to freak out, we could leave and not feel too bad about it. Good call. Uh, so we went to see Angry Birds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, it kept her attention. And the movie itself was kind of... But the last 20 minutes pay off on the concept of Angry Birds. So if you if you want a movie, it's like, I want an Angry Birds movie. Those last 20 minutes are actually pretty hilarious. Because it's basically they get the slingshot out and then they go to town busting the pigs. So nice. But I, cool. You're saying I could wait till it was streaming somewhere. Yes. I do can. not need to rent it or waste it, a DVD on Netflix. Right. It has that problem that a lot of, I feel like, non-Disney cartoons have where they just have not worked the story enough to put themes in anywhere <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a consistent manner. So it's all pop culture jokes and the latest pop culture song or a couple songs in there and then nonsensical plot confusion and then it gets to the payoff. And that's a lot of cartoons that aren't Disney. And that's Movies by committee. Yeah. And that's really what it was until that last 20 minutes. So, Sam, what about you? Where have you been doing? Um, I watched trying to decide which one i want to talk about you know i watched high rise this week okay it was awesome um it's everything i wanted snowpiercer to be in that i like snowpiercer i like snowpiercer a lot but i think high rise was a little bit more specific in that it deals with sort of middle class warfare and the you know the disappearance of the middle class isolation by way of technology and it's got tom hiddleston's ass which is superior to chris evans ass fight me Whoa! Um, this is civil war (laughs) two i i really enjoyed it and um it's it's like dirty it's it's just a filthy pulp movie i really wasn't expecting it because it looks so polished in the trailers i wasn't expecting uh, that sort of isn't ben wheatley yeah yeah I've never seen any of his other movies, so it was a big surprise. Oh, and no. in the middle of the movie, there's this great um, Portishead covers ABBA's SOS. <laughs> <laughs> I was nice. listening. I'm like, this is a really cool song. And then I was like, oh, that's my karaoke jam. <laughs> I was so excited. Nice. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I can't recommend it enough. I know it's been kind of divisive among people that I've talked to about it, but I want more people to watch it so I can talk about it more because it's really great. It's still one of those movies that I am not watching the trailer for, so I still know nothing about it. So, Go in that way. I yeah. think that's better. I mean, I'm sorry that I've told you a little bit about it, but... I'm only half listening. Okay. I'm, I'm really waiting for you to be done talking so we okay. can move on. I guess I should have <laughs> talked about Christian Mingle instead, which I sat through on Netflix. Uh, all right, so we ready to get into this thing for today? Ready to this break thing. into it? The mm. beach. The thing is the witch, or Ooh. the vitch, if you want to... <laughs> The yeah. Say the title as it is spelled. Yeah, the Vivich. Um, I love that anything? choice in the title, by the way. That's I totally great. agree with you. That's I think it looks great. But yeah. <laughs> when I first saw, it, I'm like, the Vitch. That's weird. It's so Check twatty. Off? It's so twatty though when people post that, like when they're talking about the movie online. Oh, it, it is. Just, it just is. use the damn W. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. the Vitch. Yeah. <laughs> Check my Twitter feed. Because yeah. in my Can brain, it really goes instead hmm? of still carrying over to Witch, it carries over to Bitch. Yeah. Which bitch? <laughs> Which bitch? The witch is the bitch. The vivid bitch. The, the vivid bitch, bitch. Witch. <laughs> well, we're done with this joke. Um, <laughs> wicka wicka witch? Nope. Now we're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so sadly, this movie is way more serious than what we're saying right now. Well, you got to be happy about it, otherwise we're just going to be depressed this whole uh, episode. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this was sad. This this whole conversation is just going to be jokes, trying to like bring levity to the yeah, bring movie levity has to the levity very list little movie. levity. Yeah, very little. I'd almost go with none. Except yeah. I do have one friend on Facebook that said, "Oh, I wasn't expecting such a happy ending," and I'm not, I don't oh. think he was being sarcastic. Oh, it was a happy ending. No, it wasn't. It was oh. We'll get we'll get no. into the ending. Trust I don't me. think it was we're, happy at all. We're going that Ooh. way. But first, the numbers. It does not say how much the movie cost. I'm guessing very little. Um, yeah. Beyond just the fact that I think they built most of their sets. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and then the costumes were all custom. So I know they, they put um, money into it. I just don't think it was a whole bunch. But then it ended up making $38 million, which for a first-time director, um, first-time writer, uh, former production designer, I, I think that's pretty damn impressive yeah baller the review for today comes from uh the only reason why i'm doing this one because i usually like to go for those solid zero out of ten reviews for the ones i disagree <laughs> with this guy gave it a two out of ten wow um, but his name know his two. on metacritic is so good i just have to use it so this review comes to us from poster nutbag um <laughs> well, authority on film say no more say no more that's i i get I where like he's going to post and i'm a nutbag yep. that's my name so I decided to go see this movie after seeing the rave reviews, with some referring to this as the next Exorcist or Shining. Not even close. Those movies were both scary and entertaining. I had to keep elbowing my wife and she kept, as she kept falling asleep. The opening scene was promising, and after that I, I kept hoping for more, but was utterly disappointed throughout. Halfway through the movie, there is another small scene that offered some glittering hope, and then that was it. The acting, backdrop, cinematography, and costumes were all great, but the story just wasn't there. After the credits rolled, I heard someone in the audience scream, Yes, thank God it's over. <laughs> Two out of ten. Wow, that's harsh. I feel like they watched a different movie. I feel like they were expecting a worse movie. Yeah, like they were expecting something like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah. Well, or, from, or just the hype. I think some it, people hyped it too much. Well, it's one of those movies where it's kind of like, uh, and then we'll get into the breakdown here. But I just want to mention it. It's kind of it's in that new like um, category of horror where it's not really new, but it's like uh, say like the Babadook or It Follows or any of these where it's like they're horror movies, but not just solely based on jump scares. They're mm-hmm. horror in the way of like this is going to scare you without making you jump out of your seat. And they're more movie than horror. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which is, is just, wonderful, yeah. and why I'm yeah. really into horror right now. It's great to see. Is and not that I don't not want to see jump scares. We just saw The Conjuring 2 last night, which was a fuckload of those. They're a blast. They're a ride. But but not bad jump scares. Not well, no. Like, I mean, James Wan is really, really good at it. Yeah. Because I specifically I'm, hate jump scare movies, really. Because they'd be like, ah, oh, music. I, I, like, like, I get so embarrassed because I'll actually scream in a theater. Like, <laughs> I've, nice. Yeah, I've done it more than it's really embarrassing. My wife does it like at home, like watching TV. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I do it while watching the horror movie VR trailers. Those scare the shit out of me. Oh, man. Mm. VR horror games are just the worst for that. I don't think I'll be able to play them. As I found out just by watching like these VR horror trailers. And I'm just sitting in my kitchen going, "Ah!" (laughs) I think I'll be Ah! okay. Even the ones with like terrible graphics that look cartoony, they scare me just because of the so immersive experience. I can't handle it. And I swear enough playing Dark Souls, I don't need my neighbors to hear me swear even more. (laughs) Oh, he's gaming again. (laughs) (laughs) He's either gaming or murdering someone in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's time for the breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown. Coming to you this week from Hunter Johnson. Cool. So, Hunter, uh, as I'm sure you saw, you have 30 seconds to Mm -hmm. explain everything in the movie. Got the it. downside is if you do it wrong, I get to make fun of you. Okay. The upside is if you do it right, you get to make fun of me. 
Awesome. Uh, which I think last week I cut out Eric's because Eric took a long time to get to his insult. So last week's uh, insult was I looked like an Irish Santa Claus coming to you from Eric Steffens. That was a Damn pretty it. good one. He took it was. That's but not really an insult, though. No, neither am I. And it's a very good, like, Brian-level insult of just, like, I'm going to make a comment that's kind of funny and okay. hope you're insulted by it. <laughs> I'm mildly perturbed. <laughs> uh, John, you ready? Yeah, I'm going. Hunter, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Go, 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 go. All right, so the witch, this Puritan family leaves their hometown. They're like, peace, y'all. They go out and live in the woods and build this uh, build this place. And then before you know it, the witch makes herself known. G snatches the baby. And uh, things don't go well for the baby. So the family <laughs> is all, like, uh, you know, torn. And they don't know what's going on. And then, you know, crazy shit starts happening. The witch kind of appears. Then they meet this uh, black Philip, this black goat that they have. And uh, starts talking to the two little twins. And then Thomas and the main girl is like, dude, like there's a witch out in the woods and then uh shit gets crazy and nobody uh, has a happy ending okay <laughs> wow uh yeah so i'd say that was a success uh have at it um i uh brian you're uh you're you're a good dude man i, I can't make fun of you bro <laughs> i don't know i, I you know i I guess your hair is kind of messed up. It is kind of messed it's, up. It's, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. You got like a Calling Dragon Ball Z dude thing bro going on. Yeah, there we go. be an insult. A dude bro? Yeah. A dude bro? Because you're definitely not a... I mean, he said dude and then he said bro. So oh. like, <laughs> you're de- definitely not a dude bro. Here, how about this? Hey, Brian, you, you kind of look like you need a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best insult we've had to date. <laughs> it's cold, bro. It's cold. That's, yeah. <laughs> Cold like a Smirnoff ice. I feel bad about <laughs> oh. You're gonna get a really guilty. terrible hangover. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm a little sad right now. <laughs> Let's move into the movie. Uh, so I want to start with uh, where this movie starts, which I think will be interesting. And I, I really like. Uh, I want to talk about kind of like the family and the surroundings of the family, and really. Do we agree with them, disagree with them? Because I think that was kind of like, I think that's, for me, the most interesting start of the movie is the family in general. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the whole basis is that they're part of a a colony in very like pre-America sort of situation. And so they were part of the Puritan wave coming to America to avoid persecution in Europe. And then they end up getting persecuted by their own town because they're preaching in a way that the town doesn't like which is exactly what they left Europe for. So they're getting kicked out of two places, essentially, in their span of their lifetime. Well, yeah, but it, it's also because, I mean, he's very convinced. I mean, th- it's the the dad is where we'll move into, I think, immediately after this. But like, as the family, like he, he really just kind of goes, no, I'm right. Well, if you're not agreeing to the way of our town, then we're going to kick the lot of you out. And he's like, okay. Well, that's because that's the specific reason he left Europe. That's why Puritans left Europe. Was no, to I understand. Able to worship the way they wanted. So then he didn't get what he wanted out of that town. So yeah, he's gonna be like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna still do what I want." Yeah, that's true. Why do we think? Why do we think they got kicked out? I mean, we beyond, ne- like, we never get the version yeah, of so religion that they're preaching that the town got mad about. It's so interesting because the only hint that we get is that they think he's like a false prophet, and then he talks with his wife about never lying. So yeah. I'm assuming there was some sort of like 
radical disagreement in how something was handled. I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah, I really think it, curious. We I think it has that. to be something like that. Like it's got to be one of those things where like he's like, no, I know the word of God because I've read the, this or this or this, and this is the way that it is. And like, no, not necessarily. And he just will never agree with them. Yeah, it's kind of nice that we didn't get the exposition because I feel like it would have weighted down the beginning too much. Where I liked that we just jumped straight into the isolation. I just love like weird religious sectarianism, so I was really fascinated. I yeah. was like, I want to hang out with these Puritans some more. What are they? Well, what's their deal? I did feel like I could have played like I found myself wishing that there had been more of that, just to at least play into the whole aspect of the witch, because I felt like there was no foundation for the witch, just the, all the witchcraft type stuff happening. It, for me, it didn't. It, it lacked a foundation. It didn't ruin the experience for me, but I was like, what? Why even have it? Like, we get that they're being kicked out, but you could just show them being kicked out instead of that opening scene I, I like that they left it vague um because it makes my mind wonder how the witch played into it and and what his version of you know christianity or what he thought is correct i mean how much sin was in that how much yeah. how much did he self-destruct his own family and maybe they were being called unknowingly out into these woods and and the witch might have been in play maybe she hangs out around this town you know it might she might have been playing with this to get them out there. And then I have the, the somewhat larger question pertaining to the family was, is it the witch or is the witch working as a tool for the devil? Was the devil like, I need another witch and I'm going to get that girl. Mm-hmm. And to do that crafts the whole thing to get the family out into the field. That's, what I That's my about. interpretation. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of the story of Job, which starts as effectively a bet between Satan and God. Yeah. Like I can make this man, not believe in you and that's kind of how it felt like not having the details it's like here's a guy that's so devout he's willing to just like go into the woods into this barren land and and has the whole god will provide yeah do you know how to farm nope know how to hunt not at all god will provide mm-hmm. but he'll provide you the tools you need to know how to use them dude yeah otherwise yeah. your family's going to starve and the the movie just starts immediately with the non-vocalized emotions of Thomason, where you could tell the whole time she's just like, no, this is not what I want. She's yeah. just like pure panic in her eyes, but she has what no choice. What teenage girl wants to be stuck with her only her family? Well, yeah. And, and to be kicked out of anything she's ever really known. like After she, being uprooted from her life in yeah, England. Which she just... reminisces about that everything, she just hasn't been able to make any choices her entire life. Well, no, but how many... First off, how many women did back in that day, and None. especially teenage girls back in that, like nothing whatsoever. None. But yeah. that's where you can immediately connect with her because you can immediately see all of these super relatable emotions in her face. Oh yeah, and it's just, interesting too because we see it from the mom later, but like that beaten down version of those yeah, emotions. Yeah, where she's constantly sacrificed and she felt like she was doing the right thing the whole time, and then and, he and sells her cup. <laughs> Sounded like a nice cup. Yeah. I know, I felt really very, bad for it her. It was a silver cup. When we did see it, it was pretty it was exquisite. Did you see it? No. You, sh- you see it in the vision that she has. When uh, she sees her kid oh, again, yeah. It's like she yeah. sees the cup. She sees everything oh, she ever wanted. Right, right, I was right, like, right, that, right. damn, that's a nice cup. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand everything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All ambiguity gone. <laughs> well, to bring... It was definitely a you chose poorly I don't know if you want to jump off the cup and how important that actually is to sure, the Sure, I, I, I can jump around, that's fine. Jump around. Well, jump, jump, jump around. The, jump the, up, cup, jump up, get down. the cup by itself <laughs> is like a like an inciting incident because without the cup, the sun wouldn't have gone into the woods. But maybe we should talk about the baby first. I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> 
No, because you're right. The the baby needs to be mentioned before any of this. Because uh, yeah. I mean, because the baby is really like that's. It's not even like the inciting incident. It's really just the that's what a lets the audience know that I, I mean, if you want to be an optimist, you can that they're all going to survive. But I think for me, like the fact that not only kill a baby right in the beginning, but brutally kill a baby, grind up its bones, and then wipe its blood all over the witch's body. It's like oh, so everyone's going to die. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they don't stand a chance. Unsafe place. No. And also, yeah. they should not have put that the start of that in the trailer because once i saw that i was like oh this is a scene where the baby's going to like something's gonna happen to the baby like yeah again i never watched the trailer yeah yeah, no it's it's a very good case for not watching the trailers people do not read anything about this or watch it yeah well Well, watch the movie listen to this podcast the the good thing is though is that they iced the baby pretty quick in the movie so even if you saw it in the trailer like within the first 10 minutes of the movie you know you know the baby's the baby's really not the kid that we're concerned about it's definitely caleb it's caleb and it's thomason like Mm -hmm. those are the ones that like you have to be concerned about the two twins can fuck off and die they're the most horrifying little things yeah they were i don't like them they were they were great i hate them yeah yeah I don't know. I'd like to see Mercy and the little bear girl from Game of Thrones last week just go head to head. That would be a battle royale for the ages. That would be pretty intense. (laughs) With Uh, the baby getting kidnapped, it really brought in a lot of like Caleb's like emotional like distress because beyond his sexuality that he only has the ability to look at his sister for, which is super creepy, but. It, the baby was unbaptized because they were kicked out of the town before she gave birth. Mm-hmm. So then Caleb's freaking out. Be like, does that mean my brother's in hell? Because he's dead, obviously. And a- according to the religion, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, when he, after his father sells the cup and he buys traps, so then he goes out into the woods with his father to try to find pelts, which his father's a poor trapper, apparently. Like, he's just not really good at anything other than chopping wood. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's his sexual frustration. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that's why he gets buried in it at the end. Yep. Love so that. then, yeah, Caleb is totally, like, freaking out about his own soul the whole time. And then he tries to be a man and go out and get the traps for his family. And then he loses his soul to the witch, where yep. he, he freaks out. He gets lost in the woods, and then he gets claimed by her. And... It's just the, the whole like concept of this whole film about how much control do you have over your sins and your soul and all this stuff. Like the entire, it's like hopeless. The entire situation is hopeless. The, it's the, it's funny you say that though because, I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, I I think that he's the, actually the only one that was saved. That, well, that I agree. doesn't yep. that doesn't lose. She his well, soul she to tries to claim yeah. his soul, and then you left with the feeling that maybe he was able to get saved with the he was, speech he gives. Yeah. He was absolutely saved. I, I, don't I quite, think. I, yeah, I yeah, agree sure. with. If you watch the behind the scenes thing on this, and we'll get to my favorite part of the behind the scenes in a little bit later. Um, but the the one thing that all the cast says, the only really redeemable person in the entire family is Caleb. Totally. Yeah. Mm. And Caleb, he does have flaws, like his whole like it, the little incestuous. But it's kind of one of those things where he's a growing boy. He's and literally I, nothing else to look he at. He has nothing else to look at, and yeah. he's just going, "What is this boner in my pants?" And are those boobs? <laughs> and it's got to be weird for him. I totally understand. And I think if there was any other female around him, he would not be looking at his sister. Mm-mm. True that. And, and I'm not saying that that makes it okay. I'm just saying that I think that is the case. To, I, to his credit, too, when he was presented with a female that wasn't his sister, he didn't let the witch get to him. Yeah. 
because he he had like hot tits witch instead of old saggy witch come up to him and he was just like he's like ah and then he comes back and starts doing the god thing i was just like oh okay so he he's the only one that says no to temptation in this whole movie well he does he says yes but i don't know how he gets out of it because he definitely i mean he kisses her well, she kisses him. He's just kind of standing there looking that was really like a distraught. Statutory kiss. It was a little, a little creepy. <laughs> he definitely yeah. did not look into it. Well, I, I, I made the joke when we were watching it that as he's walking up there, he totally has this like, God, I hope you're not the witch of the woods. I really hope you're not the witch of the woods. There's no way you're the witch of the woods. And then as soon as he kisses her, it's like, that's ah, the witch of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to say about Caleb? I, I feel like we kind of accidentally jumped into him, but it, it's totally worth it because he's. The one thing I will say about it is the actor, um, Harvey Scrimshaw, uh, was fucking great. Fantastic. Wonderful. And Fantastic. hasn't really done anything before. Like, he's done a couple of things here and there, but really not anything big. This is his first major role. Amazing. Yeah. That that monologue is is shivering. Um, it's horrifying. Yeah, it is. It's, it's probably one of the most intense scenes in the whole movie, and it's solely because of how he delivers it and oh, yeah. how he performs it and writhing he, and he his, his body language. Like his body language and just his every emotion he transitions between in that scene is yeah. so intense. Yeah, it's one of those things where the movie could have completely fallen apart at that one moment. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the Ray reviews, all of us enjoying the film, all that could have gone away if he didn't sell that moment. Yeah, because it would have just been cheesy. I mean, he fucking throws up an apple because he's been lying about an apple the tree the whole that's time. That's such a great visual too. Oh like, yeah. yeah. He, it's, that's how, you know, it's the redemption. Like he doesn't yeah. accept the apple. He doesn't yep. say yes to temptation. It's so great. I'm sorry. I just love this like oh, old time. I didn't think of that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I love this it. This script is so well written. I don't, and I didn't look up whether or not the director's actually religious or not. I, I mean, he's, he knows his religion. I well, mean, whether or not he believes, obvious. I don't think it really matters because he definitely knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the dad a little bit. Cause I really, really like the dad. Just. Uh, he is my, f- I mean, so far of the year, this is going to be a tough one to beat. He's my favorite flawed character of the year so far because he is so flawed, but he thinks he means, he definitely He's means well. He's the manifestation of pride. Yep. Yep. Like, oh. I, I feel like each character in this movie actually represents one of the sins. Uh, Caleb gets redeemed through his, which his was maybe deceit because of or the lust, line lust, or yeah. lust. Um, but that's the thing, too. Daddy is like the biggest liar, too. Yeah. I mean, he's oh, just yeah. a lying he's liar. He, lies, he doesn't feel that he's lying, but it's like the prideful lying where he feels like he's telling the truth. He gets his kid now. on it. He throws his daughter yeah. under the bus. He lies oh, yeah. to his wife. He is just, he is all the sins. He's the, except maybe gluttony. I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty skinny. Yeah, there's no gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> there's Which no gluttony in this I read, um, maybe that crow, it was kind of gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fat rabbit. I mean... I, I, I love murder money. <laughs> him preparing for this movie and he lost a ton of weight for it. Like yeah. he lost like I don't remember if it was thirty five or fifty five, but a whole bunch of weight. Uh, I mean thirty five pounds is nothing to sneeze at. That's a tough a very, thing to lose for yeah. a He was not a very uh big man in general when we've seen him in other things. No. Uh, and then I read a little article about the goat, which we'll get into, but something because of that he ended up on painkillers after the fourth day of filming because he was severely injured and i kind of think that might have helped his uh, performance a little bit because he definitely looked in pain the whole time oh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) it fucked him up but uh i i thought the the, my favorite thing about the dad is uh i think everyone did don't get me wrong i think everyone did a great job with the old time uh dialogue which they pulled from letters and writings and that sort of stuff to help write the script 
Uh, but I feel like the dad sold it the best. He's got a great voice. He does. His voice for it, and like it really felt, I mean, it felt natural for all of them, which is why it's tough for me to say how one could do it better than the other. But there's something about the way the dad spoke that it really felt like uh, when the town said that he's like a false prophet, I could totally see how that guy could go that way. Like it yeah. feels like he's like, listen to my voice. I need to be heard. And he always, every time he talks, he has he that sort of like garner attention. Yeah. He, every time he's talking to anyone, it's like, listen to me now. And the way that he does that and the way the actor sells that is it's fucking great. Especially as you find out more and more that he's just a goddamn liar. And a lot of people were, um, you know, a lot of criticism that I heard is that you couldn't understand what he was saying. Uh, just because of the the way he spoke and the language, but I thought it really sold it, and I didn't lose anything when when never. I when yeah, I, I never couldn't had any understand trouble so. understanding him. I mean, it, I mean, it gets it gets kind of hairy at points, like especially when he's breaking down. But I, I I thought that it was like just made it more disturbing that you that he's kind of this lost man that that he, it's all just spewing out of him, and even if you miss some of it, it 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 helped it. it I don't know. I I thought he was fantastic. Oh yeah, I I, I never. Ha- there's a couple moments here and there I had a little bit of problem like understanding it the first time. My second time through, I didn't have a single problem. Yeah, and it could, and I honestly think it's one of those movies that really benefits from multiple watching. Yeah, yes. the sec- I watched it uh, recently after seeing it in theaters, and the second viewing is so much better. I'm gonna go rent it again tonight. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny how much foreshadowing is in a movie that doesn't feel like it has a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, you don't really notice it the first time through, which is really, in my opinion, the best version of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate it when it's like, oh, that's gonna come back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. one does a great job of having those moments without really beating you over the head with it yeah um not just like taking the camera to the side and be like look at this knife <laughs> this <laughs> knife is gonna be important later that cup is gonna come back yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna mean doom see that yeah. bunny yeah if he means op- something if the opening of the movie was the mom in the cart going at least i have my father's cup <laughs> <laughs> there's bad foreshadowing <laughs> that, that's like that's, that's gonna be a funny parody <laughs> Oh boy, uh, John, you didn't really say anything about the dad. Do you have anything to say about him? I liked him the best yeah. out of it. Uh, I found everyone else a little tough to get into, at least for a while in the beginning. Uh, Even ma- Thomason. Yeah, her voice seemed very overacted for me oh, in the I beginning. Didn't think so, and then I got then I got into it. But when he talked, he had such a commanding voice. Yeah, and it, f- it felt right for the time. Like I don't know from from him from the from moment zero, it felt right for him. Everyone, it took me a little bit of time to adjust. None of them were faking their accents, right? They're all from England or Scotland, right? I'm not sure. That I'm pretty I, sure. I don't know about Thomason. I, I don't know about Thomason. I know Kate Dickey is, but but I think I think by the end, everyone is all firing on the same cylinders. They're all just going like to eleven. No, you've only seen it once, right? I've only seen it once. I'd be so. interested if you watch it again if you saw that same feeling because I think they're all there the whole time, and it could just be mm-hmm. that since he has that commanding voice, you just attach yourself to it right away. Mm-hmm. As opposed to everyone else where you didn't really expect it. Yeah. yeah, and I do wonder if a lot of my complaints will go away with the first, with the second viewing. Because there was a lot of that just missed for me. But I only saw it once. I've only seen it once and it was just on the, you know, on the TV, the small screen. And I don't think this is a movie that needs the big screen by any means. It helps, but I don't think it needs it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sam, did you have anything you wanted to say about the dad in particular? Um, not about the dad, no. Well, who do you want to talk about? It. Um... Can we talk about the little twins? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, oh creepy little twins. I love hearing the old timey language come out of the kid mouths. It's hilarious. And they did it. I mean, obviously. They were amazing. They gave the girl more lines than the boy, which makes me. I mean, if you watch, again, I'm. She's a better this. actress. She's the a better boy actress. Wasn't and that she's strong. very, very well spoken. If you listen to her being interviewed, 
Like she, she's very. She makes me look like a bumbling idiot. She it she was fits both with the theme of the movie too. Totally. Oh, absolutely. You have women yeah. at different phases of their life. One is very outspoken. One is slowly losing her voice, and one is completely defeated. Right. So it works that the little like the little girl is a complete shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, she's a little liar too. I love too that when you first meet them with like when you first see them with the goat, they're just like. Like it's twins, so that's already weird. Yep. Yeah. And, and then there's a goat, and they're just going ba ba ba, like talking in gibberish to the goat and singing that weird Satan song. I'm like, how are these parents allowing this? Like, I grew up in a you know fairly evangelical community. If we've been singing songs about the devil, I would have gotten time out. And my parents were <laughs> Puritans, so. And I like her scene with Thomason. Yes. Where she says, "I'm the witch," and then like they, they, there's that struggle and that fear. That's... Like she goes instantly from like mocking to fear, and she's. Yeah, as a as a kid, she's a really good actress. Not even mm-hmm. as a kid, she's just a good actress. Yeah, like, that that yeah. doesn't need the clarifier of no. like as a child. She's one of the best in the movie. She's fantastic. It'd mm-hmm. be interesting to see her career. So we will actually be. we'll actually be able to watch her grow up. Yeah. The, uh, the I also love their little coats. <laughs> God, I, I love the the, the costume c- for them specifically. I love it because it's totally it's that old time way of thinking of. I'm going to make you the biggest coat possible so you can wear it for five years. Yes. Yeah. So they're yep. wearing these huge clunky things because they have to wear them for the next five years of their life, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it quickly, John. I want to jump on that. Uh, mm-hmm. The scene by the river where she says that. Oh, yeah. When I was talking about foreshadowing earlier. That is the scene. Yep. That oh, yeah. speech Thomason gives her, she does everything in that speech. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing she lists off in there, she eventually does. When I when I watched that when I watched that scene again for the second time, what I envision is the witch jumping from person to person because when it starts in the twins, the twins saying, you know, uh, Black Phillips has this, and the witch the the witch is out there. It seems like they're possessed yeah. by this witch, and Thomasons get freaked out, and then you can literally see a shift where it does a one eighty, and Thomason spins it back on them and yeah. like they completely reverse and and i can just see the witch laughing you know with these marionette strings like making oh, yeah. manipulating these people and hopping and you can yeah. even see it if you if you watch if you pretend the witch is in every scene which she is yep. you can see her jump from person to person and just get in their head a little bit and t- turn some stuff and then get in the next person's head and turn some stuff and then watch them self-destruct oh yeah that scene you can you can see it it's it's crazy I love that it's a movie that's cut and structured like a paranoid thriller and not like a monster horror film. Oh, yeah. I, it's so interesting because you could have this whole movie without the witch and it would still work. Yeah. I mean, the witch is barely in it. It's yeah. really just there. Yeah. she is, it's scary. So oh, yeah. part of me that oh, doesn't even want to call this a horror film. It's definitely a horror film. Oh, it's definitely film. a horror film. I mean, it's a, but there's, <laughs> I, I think on. it's more of a suspense thriller, really, uh, in my mind. I think... There's a this is like what horror movies and, are yeah. like they need to be like mm-hmm. this is like yeah. the epitome of what horror movies can be like that's by get, taking away horror you're doing something mean to horror movies. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but when most people think horror, when you say it's a horror film, they think jump scares, which, which is what, this yeah. film's not. So that's why I feel like I need to separate it in some way. Well, I think that like comparing it to The Shining, while I mean, obviously The Shining's a masterpiece, and time will tell if if this movie holds up in that kind of way. But I think that that's a fair a fair uh, analogy, just in the sense of the slow burn, the constant dread, yeah. the fact that you it's watching a train wreck in slow motion. That mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's 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 not your it's not your traditional horror movie. And, and honestly, that's probably why a lot of people didn't like it because they go in and they're expecting this jump scare, like ultra freaky shit. But really this is like a, a horror movie for people that 
are patient and and like to enjoy horror movies kind of like and the re- omen or something where yeah, it yeah like the yeah. omen yeah. You know? and a lot of the scary stuff happens off screen and it makes it that much scarier yeah and it's performance based it's yeah. all yeah. performance based like there's no cheap there's no cheap scares like mm-hmm. it's all yeah. just on the characters and the actors so you have to give so much props to the director and the Absolutely. editor in the ability to create the sense of like slow dread. Yes. And there, there's no levity in this movie. No, like, we haven't we said, said his name yet. It's Robert Eggers is the, the director. director. First time. Yes. Uh, who is the editor? Uh, can you look that up really fast? I can look it up really quick, yeah. Because yeah, cause they have to work together. Like that's such an important relationship to create a tone. Yeah. And there's so many movies that lose it. Like they'll like, you'll get a hokey part of the film or just a moment where you're like, ha ha, it's not that bad kids. Well, no, that and in, this movie this doesn't have any of those bad spots. And it's, usually worse. It's going to be terrible. With with comedy and horror, <clears throat> that editing is really the key. With, yeah. it, with in in those two genres, it's almost more important than any other thing. Just yeah. because of if you bust a timing on any of it, it doesn't work. Yeah. The I I think back to that first sequence um, with the baby and how that was cut and how it lingers just long enough to make you really uncomfortable like it goes it's it's basically this the shot after shot after shot of just these kind of vignettes of what the witch is doing and i don't remember the scene being as long as it was when i saw it in theaters maybe because i was just so freaked out but watching it again i was like wow they held it just long enough and a little longer to make you really uncomfortable and then yeah. it, and well, then it's it's great. excruciating walking watching that at work i thought someone was going to come up behind me and be like why the fuck are you watching yeah, this? <laughs> yeah. are you watching a baby get ground into bits right and, now <laughs> at, at the animation studio yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you already know the baby's gonna be taken that's that's obvious yeah from it, but they let you they let it not happen right away mm-hmm. and like, then the the subtlety of the getaway of the witch where you see one uh piece of weed one little brush and then one tree in the background just shake a little yeah like like a, like a spirit just whisked away. Oh, can we talk it. about the witch's fly vision? That was amazing when she's on her broomstick and they're just holding on it and it's like so close. They're like totally cheating. Oh it. yeah, I love yeah. that. That was like it was so cool. It was just a it, silhouette going into yeah. the moon. Yeah, and it was. It, yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. It was so great. That shot it was, was so unbelievable. Creepy. And the music too, building up in mm-hmm. there. I mean, the music in this movie is another another key thing for any any slow burn horror movie the yeah. music is fucking amazing this is i wrote and the note in my notes that you gotta love movies that deserve best score and will never see the nomination oh yeah, yeah. totally yep. and it's this this just eerie choral thing and in that that moonshot is when it reaches its crescendo and then at the end of the movie it does again so mm-hmm. and like just just the pacing the the score the performances the design the costumes everything in this movie i i don't i can't find a a place where i had a beef with it i mean there's maybe one or two of the scares that were a little not quite on po- on point like Re- the only but- one for me that uh oh and by the way it's louise ford is the editor and this is her second feature she ever. deserves wow. props holy wow. cow good for yeah. her she, she's an assistant her. editor on a lot of really big things but this is her second time being the lead editor that's uh, amazing yeah, she which killed is, it. Uh, she's like she destroyed yeah um but yeah the uh, back to the the moments that i kind of went eh. the only the only moment in the movie and i i fault it more so based on my love for horror so like they this as much of a sucker for like jump scares and that sort of things that i can be it's still like one of those moments where it's like uh i think the babadook is one of the most flawless horror movies made in a long time but that moment with it on the ceiling i kind of go yeah nah. and for me this one when the witch is at the was it the goat or the cow or whatever yeah. that was and she just turned around and did like the witch cackle oh, when she's no. sucking on the teeth of the goat or whatever yeah, the only the- reason why i didn't like it was because it was the only time where the witch 
jumped into the like the classical like witch that we all expect from like our... yeah. oh but that was great though that was the witch cackle i mean you have to have that I in a movie it. called the witch See, I, I didn't I, need it I oh it's so good and the camera just pops in just a little bit on her face and 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 there's no edit there's no trickiness in there yeah. it's just like the camera slowly moves in and when she turns it just pops in on her it, face it was, it was, it was so definitely at on. odds with the movie's pacing like it felt yeah, like i think that's why i didn't like it because yeah, it, it was a slow burn felt weird it, to me it almost gave us and i this is weird to say, but it almost gave us what we expected, like you said, and I think I faulted for that. Like that moment, the it was movie like was so good at not giving us what we expected, right? And giving you what, like, giving you things you'd never expected. That was the but, one time where I kind of like, well, I expect to see a witch at some point, and then you do. But the the great thing about that scene and the reason you can justify the witch laughing is because they're so vulnerable. They're stuck in there with her. And she's in there knowing that she can do whatever she wants. It's kind of like the moment in the movie where you realize. The witch is. I'm. I'm. We're done fucking with you now. Now it's over. The witch has control yeah. of the situation. Okay. I, at that point. I could see that. I, I can see that argument. The one. The one part. I also think she's looking at like she's looking at Black Philip, right? So it's probably like a moment where she's like stoked because hey, boss, I completed my assignment. Well, she's sucking yeah, on the. There that. is that. I mean, I kind of like that. It was like she, a nice. Was she know. looking at Black Philip? He was there. Yeah. He's hanging out. He's yeah. he's about to go like murder the dad within that like oh fuck yeah within that same moment there was the crow pecking at the mother that Mm -hmm. was also it felt quick like that just those whole kind of groupings of shots together felt just out of pace and i think that the crow pecking at the mother i thought was one of the most powerful visual things beyond grinding up the baby i feel like it was but maybe it wasn't enough it was definitely enough (laughs) it was like a culmination of all the animal horror too yeah that's that's one of my favorite things about this movie is every creature in the forest is against them. And the other great thing back in that moment is it cuts from the witch laughing to the mom laughing. Yeah. It goes to her laughing to mom laughing with the crow. So it's almost as if the witch is in the mom, obviously possessing her. Yep. And it's kind of she's mirroring what the witch is doing, which is oh, which is God. really nice. Because yeah, the witch was feeding and the mother was being trying to feed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't like that scene at all. <laughs> <laughs> the one jump scare that I had a little beef with was the hand with uh when oh, with Caleb, Caleb when, kissed, yeah, yeah, when when he's getting kissed and then the hand pops in. That, that was very that was very much a Sam Raimi moment cheap. in a not Sam Raimi film. Yeah, like I think it would have been almost creepier to just leave them kissing and just leave the yeah, scene. Yeah, cuz we yeah. knew she you was know, bad. You, yeah, you know she was the second cue. Um, that was the only one that, that I kind of was like, okay. That one, I mean, you made the comment before we started recording that there was like 20 some producers on this. Yeah. Uh, that one felt to me like one of those producer moments of like, yeah. you gotta have a jump scare or you something. Get like the that jump scare there. You and do, it was. And yeah. the music cue is there. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's, it's one of those things where like, you kind of have to forgive it a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, I, totally. it's just like, if you don't have at least one or two of those, then you're losing a huge yeah huge chunk of audience the yeah. scariest moment though jump I, it's not really a jump scare is i think when you see black like when black philip puts his hand on her shoulder oh my gosh which no, i missed i the, cry, the first like, time i watched it i, I just love that. the clank of his boots if we're uh, gonna he, go into that no let, let's talk about the ending because i feel like that'll be a good place to to move into this thing and then we can talk about uh thomas and anybody else that we missed but the ending i think is probably the most important thing to talk about 
with the entirety of the film. And the thing I want to mention first before we get into it is if for some reason you've listened to this and it hasn't been spoiled enough for you, this would be your spoiler warning, um, which I don't ever give to you. But if you have just listening for the fun of it and you don't want to have the actual punch of this movie ruined for you, turn us off now and come back to us after you finish the movie. All right. Bye. And for everybody else, uh, the the moment when the goat talks or has spoken mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. was for me, it is one of the biggest like master strokes of like horror ever. Yeah. Cause like, for first viewing, you're like, nah, no, it can't be. And then it is, <laughs> it, it is one of those things where it has been done so well, where you feel so beaten down with Thomason. Like, like you've just seen everyone in her family get murdered. They killed the kids off screen, which really makes me terrified of what happened to those poor twins. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, you're listening to her, she's like, I want to hear Black Phillip talk. And you're like, I don't know if they're actually going to do this. Like, that yeah. might be one step too far. And they do it, and it's not. I think they do it in such a way, too, because you never see him. But there's a shift in the light mm-hmm. over her yep. right shoulder. Some, like, well, you, he, you see him back, move like, around her. Yeah, yeah and then you see, that, and you see his feet, hand. don't you? You see the clank you, of his you feet. You see him. And yeah. then you it's, see the, he's very hidden, but the you light on his jacket. Like he's, I assume he's dressed kind of like a pirate because you see the light bouncing up the leather I thought it was more like jacket. a medieval knight. Is what yeah. I Something like it's, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's crazy because in the first in the first time I watched it, I I missed that. I don't know wh- really? how I missed it. I did I not see it. And the second time, when all of a sudden he was there, it was like holy fuck! Like that's the devil right there. Yeah, like um, that voice in the voice. Yeah, the sound oh. was now crazy. that would like that's one area where you can't get that wrong. No, nope. because no, there was no. probably a lot of filtering, a lot of different versions of that voice in that room. Maybe or maybe they just got a really good voice actor for that. Well, they act- definitely had some sort of like unnatural mixing going on there. That wasn't just one dude's yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah although if nice. although if it was, guys better watch out. He's probably Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Phillip too, just in general, as a horror as a horror uh, villain. Yeah. Is, I mean up there like he's oh. terrifying as a oh, goat yeah. and as a person like as, as the person, <laughs> is, what, <laughs> the person what, is what really scares me the yeah. goat it does such a great job of like I, i've watched the trailer since seeing the movie and when you watch it they really really hit you over the head with like the goat's gonna be scary yeah and i really wish they hadn't done that because yep. going into it not knowing that when they make the turn of like why are they talking to the goat and then it's like oh shit the goat's actually a thing and then going all the way to the end of the film where they sorry where the goat talks it's like oh fuck like this thing is like not only has a witch been in every single scene because she has been black phillip's been overseeing everything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like that makes it been watching them yeah that makes it that much more scary and do they ever do they ever state where black phillip came from nope did they just found found him out in the woods is what i'm assuming because i don't think they left the town with him i don't think so no yeah, yeah. so because they kind of have a jump in time where they leave the town and then the house is half built so you have to f- assume a couple months or whatever yeah. has gone by so i wonder if black philip just moseyed on out of the woods i said, always hey, assumed that they've been in the woods for about six months because yeah. she looked rather yeah. pregnant at the beginning of the yeah. film and the baby doesn't look more than like a month or two mm-hmm. yeah. before he gets taken yeah i could see that i was so fascinated by the goat by philip and I looked up this really fun article on uh, The Hollywood Reporter, actually. And it talked about how the goat's name is actually Charlie. Uh, <laughs> uh, they did go through quite a few casting sessions to specifically find the creepiest goat they could get. They good job. Good. Um, they did good. And it's really funny to read that article because the director hates the goat. 
and the like, actors hate the goat. Yeah. And everyone Specific- hates really? the goat. <laughs> no, really specifically, the director and the father hated the goat because uh, the goat apparently was incredibly not cooperative the whole film. He said he credit <laughs> in the article he credits his editor for making it look like the goat could actually perform adequately, um, and the goat actually did headbutt the father which is the reason he was on painkillers because it separated one of his tendons in his gut Uh, and that was before the actual like real like fight scene like he just randomly headbutted him on set so when they actually had to do the fight scene between the father and black philip they got a puppet so he didn't have to get headbutted again. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the director just legitimately hates the goat. It said in the article that he gets actually frustrated that so many people love him the most from the film. Because he's like, really? That fucker? <laughs> like, that was an actual <laughs> quote. <laughs> so awesome. next week's guest is uh, Philip the Goat. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie the Goat. Murder, for the, for the breakdown, he just kills us all. Yeah. For the record. Uh, so jumping back into the ending, the one th- we've mentioned that Black Phillip shows up, that she signs the devil's book, gives up her soul. The one now this is where Hunter I think agrees with your friend that it's a happy ending because she goes and joins a witch coven. As happy as this en- type of movie can end, yeah. I think it's the exact opposite. I think that this girl has been stripped down. She's been stripped completely of her humanity, almost being forced. She's forced into a survival situation where that is her sin. There, she's never willing to give up herself. She's always the survivalist. She kills her mother. She lets all this happen. But then she's just put in this desperate situation that she's a 14-year-old girl in the middle of nowhere. She has no family. She has no one to help her. So literally the only thing that she feels she can do to survive is given to the devil that's not a happy it's better than her mom's situation I, she yeah, no her mom devoted her life to her husband and god and got stuck with a dead baby both out situations of not being able to have any control over your own life those witches had control. but now she has control Maybe. it's, it's not, like you're saying how at the do you beginning. say that she has control she's she she, 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 she can fly around into a she can tree do, she can eat because she's being forced to serve the no, devil no no that's not, not control so no. then how do you work that He said he was going to guide her hand, not shove it on the page. No, guide her hand to give over her soul. That's not... He a, asked her. He said, but then he she, said that's do you like want being, to see the world? That's like <laughs> when, like, yeah, that's like when we watch... Do you want to butter? That's like that? watching uh, Always Sunny, the boat episode, and he'd be like, they're going to give it to me because of the implications. <laughs> that's like that's exactly what's going on. It it's was not really a choice. She, she could have walked out of the woods just fine. No one liked her family anyway. They would have been like, oh, poor she Thomas. She would have died. Come on. Well, uh, what well is, she would have died because I think they would have killed her. Yeah, the alternative yeah. She was, was going the alternative, to die. she goes back to her hometown and says, my family's dead. They say, all right, well, you're a witch. Kill yeah. her. Yeah. 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 Like, the, the witch the no matter what, so why not be a magical one? This is not a happy witch situation. These witches are not. She was loaded. very happy at the None end. None of them actually had pretty dresses. She was free. They were not wearing clothes. Yeah, she was That's finally awesome. free. That's if, how I interpret yeah. it. Is that she finally has escaped this um, this life that you know you even said at the beginning of the movie she looks so unhappy and she's forced to leave her town and you know forced to leave her home and now she can finally do whatever she wants she can she can see the world i she don't can, think that's what's going to happen i think that's all pure well, manipulation sure sure it's pure you absolutely you're totally none right. of that's happy to me you're totally right <gasps> but in it, you know she seemed happy can we call it bittersweet bittersweet because she she's very happy with the situation she knows nothing she, about but it, yes when she's yes. laughing she's also crying like she'll laugh and then she'll be like, and it's like a big conflict of emotions of like, sure, this could be great, but everything is terrible. Like it's yeah, that's bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. To me, that's just bitter. 
Well, no, I, I agree with you. Because when like I when watched out of it, I did not think it was a happy think that heroin's going to make your life better. It's not. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. No, I should <laughs> clarify. All terrible, like, unhappy endings are really happy for me. So yeah. that's a personal thing. So that may be where I'm reading that. <laughs> for me, I, I think it's a it's a terrible, like, terribly sad ending that she's okay with. Uh, I yes. think she, I, at this point, I don't think... Because here's the reason why I don't think it's a sad ending, particularly. Because if it was a sad ending, she would have given in and let herself die. She didn't want to die. All she wanted at the at the end of the day was to live, and that's what she got. I but so that's why Caleb is the best character because he oh, yeah, doesn't told- give in and he accepts his death and can go up to heaven. Yeah. And I don't she disagree doesn't with do you. that. Yeah, Caleb is great, but I I, I think that's where she she's went. She's going to hell. Yeah, but sure. She but she's gonna she got take six hundred years. But yeah. it does bring uh, bring up two interesting ascensions essentially because Caleb ascends in his own way, and then so does she. Yeah, and it's just different. She got. She got what she wanted, which was to live under at any cost. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess that's happy. It's way. happy for her. It's sad for the She's audience. She's gonna really going, regret oh, that ma- decision. You might have made a bad choice. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. But she did get to have a sweet bonfire in the woods with a bunch of naked chicks. Happy ending. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, bro. <laughs> Hashtag epic rave. Yeah. <laughs> they had some fun moves. <laughs> They were on it, something like yeah. Satan. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're high they on Satan. High, high on, on Satan. Satan. <laughs> uh, so the very last thing I want to talk about in this movie, which we've been kind of jumping around at the whole time, is the actual actress uh, for Thomason. Uh, there, there's really, I mean, there's not much more to say that we haven't already said, but she really is, for me now, one of the most exciting actresses to watch. I she agree. was so unbelievably good in this. She's movie. incredibly expressive without saying any emotions. The exact same way, reason I loved Ryan Gosling in the in Drive, where you can have an entire conversation just on her face. Yeah, she was great. She, yeah, she's just fantastic, and I love looking at like photos from the premiere where it's like her and uh, Kate uh, Dickens, I think, or Kate Dickey, where they're laughing and hugging each other. It's like, oh, you guys did not like each other at all in the movie. You were <laughs> so horrible to each other. Um, but I thought, like, yeah, the girl, she just gave one of the best performances I've seen in any horror movie or any movie in general in a long time. And it's exactly what you said. She, she is so good at delivering lines without having to speak, which is it's an excellent quality for an actor, but still very difficult for even some of the best actors. I mean, yeah, out. there's lots of good actors that still can't really do that. Yeah, it's very tough. And the, she nailed it. The cool thing about her is kind of playing back to the ending is that you never really know which way she's going to turn throughout the whole movie until mm-hmm. the end. Um, she does a really good job of, you know, being this great protagonist that you know is at least somewhat interested or subconsciously interested in this witch, but you're not really sure if she's going to go fully off the dark side or if she's going to confront it herself. Um, it's See, now, maybe it's because I never saw a trailer or anything about that, but when I first started watching this movie, I immediately assumed she was going to go for the witch. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that like from, really? from the very get-go. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but there's something about her. I'm like, I think it was that, like, the instinct to survive that I was talking about, where mm-hmm. I'm like, she will do anything to survive. And for some reason, I mean, maybe it could be the poster, because it's in the poster so many times that we mentioned earlier, where it's just basically her naked walking away from the camera. Yeah. When I saw the title, The Witch, I always assumed it was talking about her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it is her. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it yeah, totally, totally is. But I that's... thought they'd play more into the historical context where so many girls were accused of being witches and right. they weren't real. They were really just going through puberty. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was the weird. That was the only sort of qualm I had with <laughs> this movie. Funny. Not not like a hesitation, but it's just yeah. weird that this was something that like actually killed people in historical context, yeah. like being oh, like not a witch. And so to turn it into kind of this crazy horror film, 
was a little weird. I don't know, but I, I guess it's. I mean, she's going through puberty too. It's in been the film. hundreds of years, even, so I you yeah. know. <laughs> and I think it would have been weirder if they had played more into the whole like the witch burning aspect of it. Like they yeah. mentioned it quickly. Like you need to tell me. Like when the dad like confronts her about the it, dad you need to tell me turn if you're her over to get burned. <laughs> well, yeah, but his yeah. thing is like you need to tell me if you're a witch so that we can cleanse your soul before we burn you. Like no matter what, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. Just let us pray for you first, and then we'll kill you. So yeah. at that point, she's like, yeah, n- still no. And the dad is pretty much ready to kill all of his children in that one scene. Yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah. He's a, he's Maybe a terrible he father. Maybe he needed to become a witch. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made him feel better. He could just chop wood naked, do his heart's content. Uh, he he needed that. to live deliciously for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needed some butter in an apple. But he would have felt yeah. real bad about it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to hit on this movie? I mean, I, th- I feel we've talked about a lot of it. We didn't really talk much about the mama and that she was great. Okay, Dickie is fantastic. Murder bunny, murder bunny. Murder bunny's great. The goat is great. Twins are horrible. Great (laughs) actors, but horrible, and I hate them. I mean, I can't praise the atmosphere of this film enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything from, like, the costumes to the sets. It's all spot on, and it astounds me. Like, it makes it hard for me to even grasp my emotions to convey how much I love it, because so many movies will have something that's lacking, but everything in this film to me is just so meticulously put together and om- almost perfect that yeah. I'm a little bit in awe at it sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those movies where uh, like the hype for this movie was so high because it was uh, like you'd read the reviews of like, this was shown to Satanist and Satanist approve. <laughs> and it's like, uh, what was the other one? Like, it feels like a movie you shouldn't be watching. And I think all of those things which are obviously inflated for the sake of marketing mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't actually so well executed where yeah. it didn't it was definitely a period movie that while you're watching it doesn't feel like a period piece like if you're watching like a Kira Knightley movie it's like oh I'm watching a period movie they're and still that, dealing with problems that we all have today yeah it yeah. was still a relatable horror film while being set in the 1600s yeah. totally and it was very, so very yeah it was so deeply immersive it yeah. wasn't I mean it was you're living a day or you know a, a week with these people at the yeah. worst time of their lives yeah, and they did such a good job selling that atmosphere where it never felt like I'm watching. I, I don't know how else to say it, but I, I didn't feel like I was watching a period film. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just watching a horror film that happened to take place in the 1600s, mm-hmm. which I mean is a compliment. I know it's a weird way to state a compliment. No, but. Yeah. I mean that's what this is wonderful when you can relate so intensely with a character that's so separate from you. And not even speaking the same language, yeah. essentially. The other thing that's interesting about it is it's a witch movie, which is I think a very undertapped. Well, witches are hot right now. They're coming back. In horror. Yeah, they're, they're coming back thanks to this movie. Like, Please don't remake The Craft. I know everyone was thinking they, about they, it. Yeah, I'm, stoked, it. I'm stoked to see a really scary witch movie because there really yeah. aren't that many like yeah. classic scary witch movies. And this is definitely sets the bar. Really yeah, like really the, witches. They're, they're, the Witches. The Witches is great. The Witches is great. The Witches actually, project is great, I did get scared. I mean, as a as young a child, child yeah. I got really scared of that movie. You know, there's not a lot of As an interesting movies. kind of companion to this movie, you should check out Scott Snyder's comic, Witches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weird spelling and all. It is really good. Nice. Um, But no, the one thing that I feel like we didn't really mention that much that we really should is the script is unbelievably great. The fact that they they came up with a language for it, like they they worked by pouring through old letters and old journal entries and stuff like that to try to figure out how people spoke and then wrote a script out of that. Like, And it doesn't seem weird. No, it it works. And if you ever go back and try to read the quote unquote confessions of the women during the Salem witch trials the complexity of the lies that they're telling about them being witches and the things that they did to each other it's just like 
wow, they had an amazing, like, imagination. Like, people have a hard time coming up with this shit now, and you're, like... It's so weird, too, because you can tell a lot of the time they're being led in question. Yeah. yeah. Probably led it. And so it's like, wow, there's some dirty-ass old men questioning these little girls. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Quotes, quotes, quotes. Who wants to go first? My quote is uh, when the devil comes up to her and asks her to sign the book, and she says... I can't write my name. He's like, I will guide your hand. Because to me, that illustrates how I feel about the ending of she's not getting to make any of her own choices. Like he, She chose. She chose. Mm, I she just she can't sign I, her name. Okay, you d- agree to disagree. She definitely chose. Whatever. Because she could have died. She chose to live. She wanted that butter. She wanted she that butter. She didn't get any butter. She got, <laughs> she got into the, the woods. She didn't get any butter. She didn't get any dresses. It's she, all a lie. You, she could have imagined. She could have magicked her up Dude, some butter. Hot witch when she was making out with that little boy definitely it had a pretty It was an illusion. Dress. It was a lie. All a lie. We're all naked underneath our clothes. It That's doesn't true. matter if the yeah. Come I'm on. not. <laughs> you're, oh, you're <laughs> <He's> <laughs> never nude. Yeah, never nude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Gosh, I'd be so unhappy if you were actually a never nude. <laughs> Shh, you're ruining it. <laughs> Uh, my quote is, uh, it, it's kind of like a trailer button sort of quote, but I really liked it. It's when, uh, he's hammering up all the kids in the shack. He's like, I hate all of my kids. I think they're all trying to kill me. I don't know what to do. So he hammers all in there and they're like pleading with him not to. And all he can say to them is think on your sins and yeah. walks away. So that's a damn good. Nice. Just like, fuck you from the dad. Cause he really can't say fuck you to his kids, but that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the lot of you. I hate you all. <laughs> Similarly, when he when uh, when Thomason's trying to convince her dad that she's not a witch, mm-hmm. she talks to him about she tells him about the twins and Black Philip, and he turns to the twins and he goes, "Did ye make some unholy bond with that goat?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and he delivers it so straight. I love it. So oh, so very good. serious things you never thought you'd have to ask your kids. Wow. <laughs> yeah, good one, dear Daria. I asked this question today. It's a, <laughs> it's a doozy. The answer is yes. Uh, for me, it was when the, <laughs> when Black Phillip pretty much bores him through and he's just like, ah, into the pile of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that goat, him ramming him came out of nowhere for me. I was very surprised. Yeah. I was really, I was watching the screen, like <laughs> I moved away from the mic, but really close. I was like, what's going on here? This seems so quiet. Bam. I was like, oh God. And then he just, like <laughs> we made similar sounds like, ah, yeah. I and just if love only when he, he landed in the wood pile. Yeah. It was if he so hadn't great. been chopping so much wood, he might have lived. No. <laughs> <laughs> Downed by down. his own sexual frustration. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, theme. <laughs> All right, my quote is: "Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?" Man, ASMR is everywhere. Just went. Oh, <laughs> that is the most popular line on the internet from this film. Oh yeah, it's for such sure. a good line. It is it's such a good. It line. is and super creepy. Yeah, it's haunting. <laughs> no one ever says the devil isn't creepy. Well, that's true. That is kind of his job. Uh, so <laughs> the review system for today is going to be movies with creepy animals. I'll go first. Uh, the birds. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> I mean, it still holds up to this day. I'm still creeped out by just gathering of birds out there. I'm like, that. they're up to no good. Cool. Took mine, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I haven't rewatched this movie in years, mostly because it really made me uncomfortable as a child, and still thinking about it, still does. Cujo. God, I can't watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> Great. That Saint Bernard just eating people. <laughs> still gives me like a little like chill in my spine. 
Uh, I'm going to go for an American werewolf in London. Mm. Um, both because it is like a classic like horror trope, much like witches. Werewolves are a very classic horror trope. Uh, and this one, the the animal that creeped me out was actually the werewolf in the end in London. The whole movie is so campy and fun, which this movie isn't. But for some reason, the image of the like when they finally get like the werewolf like walking through the city. For some reason, when I was a kid and I saw this the first time, I was like, "Oh no!" Like I just did hmm. not like actually watching it because they do such a good job showing it all off screen that as a kid I was a lot easier. Like if I don't see it, I'm not scared. <laughs> and then the one time I saw it, I'm like, "Oh God, I don't like this." And that movie, this movie, had that same moment when they kill the baby of just like. It's a horror film. I can handle horror films. Oh God, they're grinding up a baby. Yeah. I don't want to watch this right now. And it's yeah. like I love those moments of just like, oh God. Yeah, it's definitely a good litmus test to see if you're a psychopath or not. Because if you don't watch it, and you're like, oh God, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Don't you don't have that moment of what? Because I watch a lot of horror films. And I I can withstand a lot, but there's that, and yeah. then like the one scene in Bone Tomahawk. I have not seen Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen that scene. <laughs> I was watching top ten horror scenes, and it's all, all these. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, this is a bad YouTube video. I have one. Go. Uh, the Ghost in the Darkness, because it's a really scary thing based in historical fact. Yep, um, love that. I I hated visiting them at the Field Museum, <laughs> but I was like drawn to it. But they it, look so non-threatening in and, the museum. Well, yeah, because they had that mange that made them maneless, so they could yeah. actually move more silently to kill people, and they still well, don't quite I know the why. The actual lions were females. Nope. They just made them no. males. Oh, no, they okay. they were males, and they have like they still don't know why they did it, but there's a lot wrong with those lions and mm-hmm. they don't know if that's what caused them to like get that bloodlust but so creepy i and i like the movie it and it was a pretty scary it's a great adaptation. movie i yeah. still have never seen that movie it's quality that movie oh. actually has yeah. one of my all-time favorite lines in any movie when um michael douglas is just like i don't really want to kill but it's what i'm good at mm. So that's like the whole motivation for his character in that one scene. Yeah, old mm-hmm. co-host of the show, Nick Friedman, used to try to get me to watch that movie like monthly, and then I just kind of st- stopped wanting to watch it just as a way to spite him. No, you should <laughs> see it. I told you that too myself. It's I know. Really you hear movie. that, Nick? He still hasn't seen it. Still hasn't seen it. <laughs> you still. should do a double feature with that and The Edge. Oh, The Edge. The Edge yes. is like one of my favorite movies of all yes. time. I like The Edge. That's a good movie. What one man can do, another can. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my creepy animal movie is The Omen. Um, okay. With the yes. uh, the Rottweilers and kind of similarly the devil's manifestation in a animal. Mm. Um, and then even in The Omen too, they uh, uh, use the crow, which is you know throwback to the witch or vice versa. Um, but yeah, like uh, I love when movies make the devil a character and you know especially an animal because you don't know like they say god is everywhere well the devil's everywhere too Mm -hmm. if that's true you know like it's just uh it's it's creepy it's creepy like a fuzzy bunny yeah like a fuzzy bunny (laughs) or with with sharp teeth that go (laughs) murder bunny murder bunny uh, okay, so it's going to be time for plugs, but stick around after plugs for the answer to this wonderful question. We now live in a time of any movie that does even remotely sex- successful gets a sequel, so we get to name the sequel to The Witch. Mm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at YBrianY, YBrianY, on Instagram at CensorLord, Censor is spelled with a Z, and then you can find After the Hype on Facebook, After the Hype, uh, Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, and everywhere else is ATH podcast. Chewy? Uh, you can follow me at Chewy9 on Twitter and Instagram. All one word and spelled out, no number. Cool. Hunter? Cool. Follow me on the socials at LA Horror Com. Cool. 
Movie Gay John on most social networks. Sammy Jane 613 on most social networks. Cool. Uh, so the answer to the question of sequel to The Witch, I will take witches off the table. No one can just call it witches. So mine will be called Witch 2 The Coven. Let's go with uh, Witch 2 Puberty's a Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to do a spinoff. It'll be uh, Devil Goat, The Rise of Black Phillip. Okay. I'm uh, going to inexplicably call it uh, the, the Witch 5, but with a V. And the tagline is V for Vendetta. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to do a spinoff that takes place in the village, but since I'm Night Shyamalan, I already took that, I will call it the Commune, because that's how they referred to it. Call it the Village. <laughs> the Village. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so thank you to uh, Hunter and Sam for coming out today. Yeah, You're welcome. And bye. 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 bye.